Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Atomic Shot. I am your host, Ben, a.k.a. The Marvelous Ziggy, and joining me is my good buddy, Tyler. Tyler, welcome back once again, buddy. Oh, nice to have me back again. Uh, I just realized that I forgot to invest in mothballs today. <laughs> yeah, we're going to need them. Uh, so this is the uh, fourth official episode um, of the Atomic Shot podcast, and now we're doing the first ever inter-monster uh, fight uh, for Toho's universe because Raids Again doesn't really count and um, just because and Gears didn't have a film before that and of course King Kong was its own beast. Um, so this literally. is literally its own beast, yeah. Um, this is Mothra versus Godzilla. I was almost going to say Godzilla versus Mothra, but that's not what the title's called. Um, or as the That's not until later. Exactly. Or as the American version calls it... Godzilla versus The Thing. Yeah. Uh, which, it came out way before the 80s horror movie The Thing, but right around the same time, Fantastic Four is The Thing. So can you imagine, you, you pay a ticket, wait, is it going to be Ben Grimm? What? Uh, no, that is not the case with this movie. That would have been an awesome fight, though. Yeah. So, before we get into it, let's just go over some basic stats, or not stats, the basic information. Uh, like I said, this is the, the fourth... list. Yeah, this is the fourth official uh, movie under Toho that they've made with their with the G-Man. Um, as this came... Uh, directed once again by Ishiro Honda. Uh, so, he's back in the director's chair. Of course, produced by Tomiyu Tanaka and Sazemi uh, Fujimoto. Uh, screenplay by Shinichi Sekizawa. Starring, and so you might recognize some of these names, uh, Akira Torada, Yuriko Hoshi, The Peanuts, which is actually a Japanese uh, fo- uh, uh, vocal band. They play, they are independently known as Emi Ito and Yumi Ito. They play uh, the, the twins. Um, I know they have an official name, um, but I just call them Mothers Twins. Uh, and I just course, call them the Twin Fairies, just because. Yeah, the Shobijin. That's what they're called. The Shobijin. That's their official title. Uh, uh, I don't dur- remember that. Yeah, um, and also Hiro- Hiroshi Koizume, um, and then there's also some great bad guys here too, uh, which we'll definitely get into. Uh, music once again by uh, Akira Fukube, which you can really hear in this movie, uh, and it released in April 29th of in 1964 in Japan. Uh, a runtime is only 88 minutes. Uh, a shocking, I think, the shortest Godzilla movie we've covered to this date. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, and then it, uh, but Japanese box office was estimated at 3.2 billion yen. So it looks like this was a critical, or at least it seems like a financial hit. Uh, but before we get into the movie of itself, uh, similar to what we did with King Kong, we're and and. You know, we want to spotlight other monsters that aren't Godzilla because we're going to talk about. He's going to have enough solo entries where we're going to be able to gush about him. Let's talk about the quote-unquote queen of the monsters, the monarch, as you would say, Um, Mothra. The monarch. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about Mothra because this is not uh, her debut movie. Uh, She actually has her own debut movie, which I think only uh, came out. a couple of years uh, before this movie. Yeah, this was definitely before uh, King Kong vs. Godzilla, without a doubt. Uh, the, the original Mothra. I haven't seen it for myself, so 
aside from this movie, I don't have any prior knowledge to Mothra in general. Yeah, she had a movie, uh, a serial in 1961. Uh, so that was technically like her, her, she had a solo movie uh, before it, before then. So this is technically her second appearance. So this is like to modern audiences, this is like, well, she's the Iron Man. Well, she's not the Iron Man. She's like the Thor or the Captain America, and now she's going to meet Iron Man with with Godzilla in this movie. Um, but let's 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 talk about Mothra herself. Obviously, the most uh, one of the more popular kaiju's of all time. I think it's fair to say, especially among the uh, Godzilla's allies slash enemies. However, you, depending on the movie you talk you, you watch. Um, what did you have prior to this movie, Tyler? What was your experience with uh, with Mothra? Uh, the only movie I've seen with her besides this one was uh, King of the Monsters, which came out last year. And yeah, that's about it. Did you? In, but that you, and uh, she's also an assist in Godzilla Destroy All Monsters Melee. Not a playable character, but she's in it at we, least. Yeah, yeah. I I think because um, I think the movies I watched. At least in the, in the show era, because she only is in one movie in the Heisei era. She makes a couple appearances in the uh, Millennium era, more so. But, uh, like, anytime she, like, because for those of you who don't know, Ma, and as you get into the movie, Mothra has two forms. And we won't get into the themes of Mothra, but Mothra has her larval state, which you'll see in this movie. And she also has her iconic, you know, moth state. Um, and I think most she's of She's pretty much just Caterpie. Yeah, she's, exactly, um, but way cooler. Um, I, I, I want to say that Butterfree was inspired by Mothra. Anytime I think that, like, it, it, it's just, it's, it's, it's just what I, that's what I see. I get more of a Volcarona out of her, honestly. You know, you're probably right about that, yeah, with how, like, she looks. You're probably right with that. Um, but, uh... Yeah, most of the, most of the movies you see her in the Showa era, it's mostly in her larval state. Even in a movie we're going to cover in a couple, like down the road, Godzilla uh, destroy all monsters. Uh, she's she's there, but it's her larval form, not her um, not her full moth form. I think she does make an appearance later on, but uh, yeah, uh, I think that's why I didn't really have growing up at least an affection for Mothra, just because like it's just a larva, like. Because I didn't see this movie until very recently. Yeah, I can I can see the appeal though. Like, wasn't Mothra supposed to be the the girl equivalent for Japanese viewers? Like, yeah, the, like a sort of Barbie situation. Pretty like she was like I don't know about it's true to this day, but like Mothra, at least back then, and like I know when they uh, like listening to interviews or watching it, reading interviews about the the Mothra movie from the nineties. That like she's really popular. Mothra's really popular with women because she's very beautiful. She's colorful. She's not aggressive. Um, it's a very Mothra's a very different monster than any other kaiju in Godzilla's pantheon. You can really tell in this movie too. Even though I didn't have any prior knowledge to Mothra beforehand, I could tell that personality-wise, she's. Definitely different from any other kaiju we've seen so far. Yeah, and I think, like, and it's odd because you wouldn't think Godzilla's... I, to me, I consider her Godzilla, like, Godzilla and her to be yin and yang. Like, they're... they Even though, like, one's a reptilian atomic lizard, the other one's a, a uh, atomic nuclear-induced moth, um, you would think that wouldn't work on, like, when you just say, hey, they're gonna... They're, they're the opposites of each other. Um... But they it works, especially when you watch the, this movie. Yeah, I can agree with that. 
Um, and so, like, yeah, uh, like, I, um, but I, I, I think she's a cool character. I think she, like, she's, she is, po- I think she's the only, like, docile, like, monster in, in all of Toho's pantheon, because every other animal or monster kaiju in this pantheon is very, most likely a male, um, and very aggressive. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's, it's a breath of fresh air when you have Mothra who, like, she, you know, she's not not reluctant to fight, but she she's more peace in in, in, in anything else. She doesn't cause the unwarranted destruction. Yeah, uh, I could tell right away uh, from uh, her demeanor and everything that she's definitely one of the more peaceful kaiju around. Especially when you account the twin fairies uh, acting as sort of her proxy voice. Right, yeah, like they they speak through her and they mop. They, yeah, exactly. There's a there's a huge connection to that, um, and, and and that and that the themes that happen in this movie reverberate through every single Mothra appearance from uh, at least major major appearances like um, Godzilla versus Godzilla and Mothra in the nineties, um, uh, GMK, and even Destroy All, even King of the Monsters in twenty nineteen. They like watching. I watched this movie uh, for the first time. Before I saw King of the Monsters, and they do a great job of paying homage to Mothra in the in the in twenty nineteen in the twenty nineteen movie. Oh yeah, she was definitely awesome in that film. Um, so uh, Mothra's great, uh, but let, let's get into let's get into the movie itself. Um, obviously, the last movie we watched, King Kong vs. Godzilla, was very silly. Um, I, I don't know about you, Tyler, but I found this leaning back, and not this is not a bad thing, but to that more somber Gojira feeling for the most of the movie. But not as depressing, but just like, we're going to take this seriously, even though it's a giant atomicized lizard versus a giant moth. Yeah, there's definitely some silly moments in this one, but uh, it definitely does reel back the silliness, especially compared to the, the previous movie. Though I didn't get uh, straight up Gojira vibes from it. No, it's 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 not that. And in the in, but like to me, out of raids again in, in um, King Kong versus Godzilla, this is the closest where they've kind of caught that tone where it's not necessarily. A, I mean, it's also it's it's still about like nuclear war because one of the points in the movie is uh, Infant Island, which is where Mothra is uh, is where she's she lives and the and her people live in the. Like, it was destroyed because of nuclear testing, and they only have, like, this one fertile land. So it, it's 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 about still the atomic issue, but now it's focusing on a different angle of environmentalism. Because, to me, Mothra symbolizes the Earth. Like, she's, she's beautiful, she's green, she's beautiful, she's loving, but, like, you, you hurt her, she's going to hit you back. Oh yeah, and she'll definitely kick you with uh, her tiny uh, bug feet when given the chance. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I I I think I think Ishiro Honda is that I think it's like I liked what he did in the last movie where he he just played it silly and it worked. He didn't try to make it serious. I but I do appreciate that this movie has like. A sense of stakes to it, like like especially when Godzilla shows up, um, like there's a sense of danger because he's treated like a threat. He's not treated like a joke. Um, 
Yeah, because this is still the point in the series where Godzilla is technically the bad guy, sort of, kind of. Yeah. What's great, though, just a little minor detail, is that obviously in Godzilla, because I was wondering, like, because if, if you've never seen these movies in order, it's kind of like, well, why is Godzilla just... Because like, when you see Godzilla in this movie, he just shows up in like from the ground, but then... He just comes back from a mud bath. Right. But what I realize is that um, it's... And how I I don't know if this is true or not, but like how it connects to King Kong versus Godzilla, because obviously it ends with both of them falling into the ocean. That Godzilla became unconscious, and the movie opens up with the typhoon. He must have been carried by the waves and like crash landed onto that beach because they. Yeah, it's possible. Um, I didn't really think about it up until you brought it up just now. Yeah, and you don't need to. Like, it, it's just he's just chilling there because. And the only reason I say it is because they find like a a uh, two of the main characters. They find like a, a piece, like a weird object, and obviously it's supposed to be Godzilla's flesh um, that that I guess got peeled off somehow. Um, and like the water had receded, but he stayed underground. So like that's why he's there, um, and. And part, and I love it because he's groggy during the movie, and Miles he is so fucking clumsy in this movie. Yeah. Oh, I talk, I chalk it up as that like Kong decked him a couple of times, and he's still recovering from it. Um, you don't have Probably. to. You don't have to. Like that's just my own head cannon. Like you could just watch the movie, and it's perfectly fine. Or maybe he took a couple swigs from uh, the berry juice from the last movie, and yeah. it's catching up with him. Right. Yeah. For sure. Um. But yeah, I think this is the. But like, uh, do you have anything else to say about anything else? Anything to say at this about the movie, its themes, and everything? Uh, not particularly in its themes. I wasn't really paying attention to that. I was watching this movie very late at night. Okay, I I understand that feeling. Um, but yeah, I, I yeah, like I said, it's not Gojira depressing, but uh, it's it's very much like like it, there's even a scene where. Um, the the three characters they go to Infant Island and they have like a sort of solilo- not soliloquy I don't know what the actual term is because uh, it's not a monologue a epiphany epiphany yeah where they're seeing the devastation of Infant Island and like oh my god you know like if only people realize what's actually happening you know um, it's not as bad as like you know Godzilla destroying Tokyo but you still get, like you still get that sense of why like nuclear weapons are terrible and why they're terrible. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, there was one theme that I picked up on uh, when I was viewing this, and uh, it had to do with uh, the two villain characters of the film. Oh, the power, the nature of greed. Yeah, pretty much. So, so let's let's segue to that. So, like the, the the theme, like I think we both agree that the movie is very strong in its narrative theme. Like in in it it's again it plays itself ser- somewhat seriously, um, but it, it to me it's grounded enough to where like the message still hits, uh, at least that's from my perspective. Um, so let's go into the main into the characters themselves, which uh, I'm after uh, Godzilla versus Kong, which had a very strong comedic appearance. Um, how did you feel about this cast of characters? I felt they were uh, pretty good for what they were. Uh, basically, the whole theme of this movie is, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, um, work together to make the world a better place or whatever. Uh, 
not everyone is a greedy, selfish asshole, so even though there are a bunch of them that are, and uh, you gotta try your best and work together to uh, make the world a better place that isn't filled with atomic radiation. Pretty much, yeah. And I th- and it follows around a trinity of, of characters um, that kind of, to me, like... Like they're not again. It's so far nothing has eclipsed the uh, the acting of the first movie. Still, I don't think. Which that's a high bar to set with your first movie. Um, but I feel like uh, uh, Akira Tarada, Yukio Hoshi, and um, Hiroshi Kozumi, um, who if some of them are returning actors from Raids Again and King Kong vs Godzilla, uh, if you if you pay attention close enough. Um, I feel like those three, like, did a really good job of, while they didn't have the deepest characterizations, like, they, I, I was hooked enough that I cared what they were doing. Yeah, um, I definitely felt some, something like that as well. Like, you, it's, it's, it's a, uh, if it was, like, uh, it's a, follows a rookie, um, uh, freelance photographer who's, like, trying to be all artsy, but her, uh, the other character is, um... Like no, just just take the damn picture. What are you doing? Stop being stupid. Um, and then of course I had you. You have to have a scientist. You always have to have a scientist in this movie. So um, I like their chemistry together. Um, but yeah, they're, it's they're pretty much like a mouthpiece, I think, for Ishiro Honda's message, which is fine. But I like they think they had enough personality between them to like because there's a lot of like Mothra and Godzilla don't show up to like thirty minutes into the movie, and the movie's halfway over at that point. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Godzilla doesn't show up until the half-hour point, and even Mothra shows up uh, even earlier than that. Yeah, for one scene, mind you. Yeah, it's it's just like it's just chilling. On, it's just like, hey, I'm just here. Um, hey, you got my egg? Exactly. Um, which, by the way, yeah, there's a giant ass egg. Um, which I'll get into that after we talk about the characters. Um, but let, let's let's before we get into the villains, because I think I want to. I really want to talk about the villains. Um, what did you think about, like, so obviously Godzilla, even though, like, it's kind of a stretch, giant, atomicized lizard, but now we're kind of entering into a whole new territory with the Shobujin, who are these tiny, I mean, they're fairies for all intents and purposes, you know, they're literal fairies, we're entering a new era, how do you, do you think this felt like it was a natural integration into Godzilla's mythology, or do you think it felt a little weird? Um, to the, to the newcomer, I would say that this is probably a bit far-fetched, especially when you, uh, come from 1954 Gajiro, which is, uh, mostly grounded in reality. Like, we're talking about a universe where, uh, giant monsters that are fueled by radiation can fight each other. Like, having, uh, twin fairies act as a proxy to a giant moth monster may seem like a bit of a stretch at first. Right. But then again, it's nothing too weird that I've seen in Japanese fiction. Like, I'm pretty sure that uh, Guts has a fairy companion in Berserk. Right. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, this was the inspiration for that. It could be. Um, and I, to me, I like it because it's like, you know, just akin to modern... Like, I'm going to compare it to the MCU a lot, people, because that's like the only other shared universe idea that actually, that's actually worked. But it's like, you know, you watch Iron Man in 2008, right? And then all of a sudden, what twenty eleven? You're, you're you're with Thor, and he's fighting. He's in you know he's a Norse god, like 
and then they meet a year later. So it's it's kind of like that, where like things just get a little, the perspective gets a little bit bigger. Um, I mean, for Godzilla, it's just another monster to fight, but like for the audience, it's like whoa. Um, and of course, Rodan. I don't know if Rodan's considered in the same universe, but I know the the previous Mothra movie is considered the same universe because they even refer to Mothra. Like, they, they know about her. They're aware about Mothra. They're not shocked. They're like, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah, Mothra. I know her. Yeah, we saw that. You can't... Kind of hard, hard to forget that, you know? Um, but going back on track to, to the to the, to the Chobijin themselves, um, do you think... I mean, like, they, they... It's not... They're they're pretty much there for exposition purposes only. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I, I mean, the special effects for them were like it's i think it's pretty neat although there are some cases where like you can clearly see the blue screen the the whatever screen they were looking for yeah it's the same thing for godzilla as well yeah like i was gonna say that for the special effects but like something happened where like like there are poems you can see godzilla like fading in and out of frame at points um, he's a ghost yeah it's namely during like those wide shots when he's uh like he's and you see the and you see the uh, the people running away from him and like when it's just the suit actor it's fine, but like you could clearly tell like they're they're still kind of experimenting maybe with a new form of uh, a blue screen or a green screen back then. Yeah, you can definitely tell when uh, when you see those uh, giant wide shots, like with the blue fairies, I can understand because they're like mythical beings or whatever. But Godzilla, nah, man, that's Ghostzilla. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, like, I thought it was, like, odd that they had perkas, you know, like, I thought it was an interest, even though, like, 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 they, like, I don't know, they looked, they looked, um, they didn't look like they would, like, how I would assume a fairy would look. Like, they looked like you, they, they could be from Tokyo. Hey, Tok- man, the perkas were in fashion that year. True, true. Maybe the show would need to sneak off to Tokyo every now and then without the, uh, islanders, uh, the village natives knowing. Um, what's also different about this movie is, speaking of characters, is the, is Mothra's tie to humans. Um, and how, like I said, Godzilla's, you know, been an antagonist towards humanity, but, you know, Mothra is very much intertwined. Like, she's connected not just to Infant Island, but to those people. Oh, yeah, I thought it was, uh, pretty neat that there was a whole island of people worshipping Mothra. Like that wasn't something that I was expecting going into this, right? And it's and of course that we get the debut of her of like, well, not the debut because I don't know um, if uh, if her song made like if they said that in the first movie in 1961, but it's you're gonna hear it here for the first time if you don't watch Mothra, and it's a beautiful like I love how even in the music, right? When you hear Godzilla. Godzilla's theme when he emerges from the sand it's you know the very harsh you know very very aggressive but but Mothra is very elegant it's very you know it's beautiful like it's 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 on it's off it's on I was gonna say awful it's not awful um it's it's like it's in some cases in some versions it's tear inducing because of how pretty it sounds Oh yeah, uh, I would have to give it a full listen before I can give a full opinion on it. Mathura, yeah. Um, so let, let's. Talk- I also like the idea that they sing the song for three hours just to wake her up. Yeah, come on, her any day now, any day now, Mathura, <laughs> get up. Um, so let's let's talk about uh, the villains because there's technically two, even though they like they they stab each other's back. Um, I thought these guys were like 
hilariously greedy. Yeah, they're pretty much Shinra before Shinra. Yeah, so like it, the the plot of the movie is basically Mothra's egg because of typhoons. Uh, it like mudslides happen, and in and the egg show like shows up on on a on the shoreline of of, of a coastal Japan town, and the fishermen say they have it's there. It's because like hey, it's in our bay. It's it's our it's ours. So. This greedy businessman buys it for like I think twelve million yen or something like that—a really odd number. Um, and they uh, and they plan to open up a, a, a sunrise um, happy center. I think um, I couldn't remember the. Pretty much an exposition uh, exhibition uh, where they uh, witness the egg hatching. I guess right. They built like a little. They're gonna build a theme park around. Basically, it. what they tried to do with King Kong. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and they like they capture it, or they 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 put it like in a little its own little green greenhouse, um, and they even try like what was hilarious is uh, they like the three main actors, uh, they go to them to like you know that's not your egg that's Mothra's egg you have to give it back and he goes oh did Mothra give you the power of attorney and I could not <laughs> I could not stop laughing at that, just like the most. Like, that's just evil, but also hilarious. Yeah, these guys are real jackals in suits. Yeah, like, every every stereotypical business, evil businessman you've heard... I mean, it's not, like, super evil where they're, like, killing people. um, But, like, just, like, greedy for the sake of being greedy and just assholes. Like, these guys are it. Um, There's, like, like, there's one in that same scene where they're asking to return the egg... Uh, the guy who's actually fronting the money, he's like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. And he goes, oh, he's just playing dumb. I don't know what money you're talking about. That's to donate for... You're, don't fucking lie to me. Yeah. I just want... I wanted her to snap. Um, but yeah, they're so great. And what's so great is that they're... They can't even help themselves with their own greed because he's like, I'm keeping the money for myself. But then it ends up in a brawl between the two of them. Yeah, and he gets the shit kicked out of them. Yeah, I forgot that happened. Where like he literally busts busts his uh, one of the guys busts his nose, um, which is which is great because basically he promised the fisherman to pay the money. The fisherman come up to us, uh, come up at some point, like we want our fucking money. Where's our fucking money? And I'm like, yeah, I mean you should probably pay them if you took the damn egg, you know. Um, then yeah, pretty much. You know, and it got. I think. I think is the reason. The reason was is the 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 venture. The guy who has the money was like, "Well, I could give you the money if you put Mothra's egg as collateral." I'm like, "God damn!" <laughs> like, Jesus Christ! Um, and then it, re- it results into basically a fist fight between the two of them, where he because early on in the movie. Uh, they open, I think, his safe for some reason, and there's just like stacks, like wads of cash in this safe, just sitting there. And I'm like, why would you have that there? Um, and it, it ultimately is like, give me my fuck. It ultimately ends it, give me my fucking money, and he, he ends up trying to take take his money. And then Godzilla shows up and puts a damper on that plot point. Yeah, I love that where the the guy gets his nose busted is like looks out his window and then you see Godzilla coming in from the foreground or from the background like, "Oh shit. I better get out of here." <laughs> so he shoots his partner. 
He literally shoots his partner in the head. Um, yeah, like, yeah, greed, and, and I think it's supposed to say, like, greed doesn't pay. Um, like, seriously, I, I think these guys are, enter- they don't, there's not enough, there, there's, a, there's not enough scenes, um, with them in it. I could have used a couple extra scenes of them just being like, <laughs> how will I get more money now? <laughs> money. Um, but yeah, I, I think overall this cast is, like, and not as strong as Gojira, but I think definitely stronger than both Raids, Raids, every, I think everything's gonna beat Raids again at this point. Um, I could yeah, be, pretty much. I could be wrong. We could get to a seventies one. We're like, oh god, give me the raids again, cast, please. Um, I'm pretty sure that's going to be in Godzilla vs. Megalon, if my recollection is correct. <laughs> You're probably right. Um, but I th- and even in while King Kong vs. Godzilla had top Mr. Taco uh, as that ho- overly you know hilarious um, advertising man, like like he wasn't evil. He was just like you know. Maybe greedy, but I wouldn't call him evil. These guys are like legit evil, but also greedy. Um, but I think overall the cast is very well uh, acted, uh, and they and 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 it, they had to be because, like I said, there's not a lot of monster fights in this movie, and it doesn't happen until like the last thirty minutes. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with uh, uh, the casting choices here and how they performed. Okay. So let's let's go let's move on to the monster fights themselves because there's there's technically two and I think so far Tyler this is my favorite one yet even though the hilariousness of Kong Dark Souls uh, rolling around uh, Godzilla last <laughs> week was I you couldn't top that uh, I thought they did a really great job for this one. Oh yeah, this was a really unexpected turnabout for me because uh, you know how. How are they going to have Mothra fight against Godzilla? He's a gigantic lizard monster that can breathe fire, right? Right. How's Mothra going to fight? Nah, she kicks the shit out of him. Right. Um, and, and the thing is about Mothra, which I, I feel bad for not mentioning this earlier, but Mothra is at the end of her life at this in, in this movie. Like she's Even when you first see her, she looks like worn down. Like, you, like she looks haggard. Um, and what's also oh, interesting... Yeah. Like, that's something to expect when a bug lays a big-ass egg, right? Yeah. Um, and, the, and the whole theme about Mothra is death and rebirth resurrection. She's pretty much a phoenix without being a phoenix. Um, but what's interesting about it is that uh, for the, this is the first time uh, in, a, in a Versus movie where the humans, like, go to another monster and, like, can you, hel- can you help us? Well, and I think... I mean, most of the time, it's just the monster just shows up. The only other instance I can think of is like is King Caesar in Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla, where they literally sing a, a two minute song to summon him. Um, but I think this is like 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 where the Shobijin, like Mothra will help you after singing her song. No, they refuse them outright at first because uh, even the Shobijin think that oh humans are garbage, and when they think that society is trash. You know that we're screwed. Right. Like, they go to Infant Island, and, um... And, like, everybody's like, Nah, you're not gonna use Mothra Watch. Look, look, what, look what you did to our island. You does... And, like, uh, the, 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 the head... The chief is like, You play... You played with the fire that the gods forbid. Like, this is your... You didn't give us our egg, motherfucker. And, yeah, that too. Like, this is your time to pay until, um... 
uh, the photographer, she's like, look, I get it. We, we, you know, we fucked up. And she gives like the most sincere, like that to me is like my favorite speech in the movie where she's like, you know, uh, uh, like she, Godzilla is going to kill good people, but also evil, you know, bad people have the right to live too. I'm like, damn, that's real. That's all. That's really real. Um, it's a very powerful moment in the movie. Uh, but as for the fight itself, yeah. Oh, most F. Um, as for the fight itself, uh, yeah, like, you would think it'd be a one-sided affair, because it's like, oh, fire, here, bug, meet atomic breath, end of the, end of the fight, right? No, um, Godzilla, like, gets punked out so hard in the, in this fight. Oh, yeah, this is a really unexpected turn for me. Like, they, they quickly show... Like, because you don't expect, uh, with, a. They don't. You don't expect Mothra's anatomy to fight as well as she does against Godzilla, right? And it's it's one of the more unique ones because, like, you know, obviously in the in raids again, Anguirus is just a total bitch. He just gets literally, you know, get like I said, the possibly the coolest moment yet, get nuked to death. Um, didn't even stand a chance. Uh, Kong was pretty much an underdog until he had the electrical powers, and even then, he was still an underdog. Here. Mothra starts flapping her wings, and, like, I loved how they demonstrated her wind speed. Like, where you saw, um, not just Godzilla, like, fall to the ground, which, that's how you know it's powerful enough. Like, oh shit, she's blowing Godzilla down. But then you see, like, the, the destructions of the town, and, like, how, like, the fast wind velocity, and, like, holy shit. Aren't you supposed to be protecting this town, Mothra? What yeah. are you doing? Collateral damage, it happens. Um, and Godzilla will, will, will soon learn... Um, but yeah, I thought, and then of course, like, it ends, like, even, like, with, like, and it's, like, Godzilla dealing with something that's actually agile, like, even though Mothra's at the end of her, uh, end of her life cycle, um, Mothra's still fast, so, like, how, like, Godzilla's big and, big and slow moving, um, like, it it makes perfect sense that Mothra's able to out, out, for the most part, out, outmaneuver him. Yeah, he only gets about a couple shots in, I think. Unfortunately, that's that's more than enough, considering Mothra has, like, no defense. Yeah, pretty much. She's a glass cannon of sorts. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, she, yeah pretty much, yeah. Um, but I still thought it was a very... It's, I think so far... I mean, we're only four movies in, so it's easy to say this. It's definitely the most unique fight Godzilla's had in his career. Oh, yeah, uh... Even though, uh, just like in King Kong versus Godzilla, they blatantly use the hand puppet motions. Right. No, for sure. Hey, you know it. Whatever it was, the sixties. You didn't. You didn't have millions of dollars to throw on a CGI budget to make it look cool. Okay. You did what you had to do and to make you look cool. And back then, it looked just cool. clump action figures together. It'll work. Exactly. Um. But there's also a second phase of the fight because, um. Mothra dies in this movie, surprisingly enough. Or at least her first form does. Um, I think that Godzilla basically nukes one of her wings and pretty much, like, that's all she can take. Like, she was already near the end. Like, it's it's kind of sad because before she goes off to battle, the Shobujin are like, if she leaves that rock, she's not coming back. I'm like, damn. Like, that's a little, that's sad. But, like, you know, it's like that. But then they acknowledge that Mothra's, like, that's just her cycle. That's just how it works. Um, she was going to... And also, we got that egg, you know? Exactly. So, uh, after Mothra fail, unfortunately, does not stop Godzilla, even though it looked like she was going to. 
Uh, Godzilla, the stubborn asshole, doesn't know how to stay the fuck down. Um, uh, Mothra's egg actually hatches, and we get two twin larva forms. Which, that always weirded me out that it was twins, and we only get one Mothra, so does one eat the other? I don't know. Um, like... It baffles me that just mere minutes after they hatch, they're like, "Let's go, let's go fight this motherfucker." Yeah, right. The balls, the balls on those little babies. So, unfortunately, the the closing fight is not nearly as exciting as the first fight. I think. I'm curious. What are your thoughts on that for on that final fight where it's basically the larva form? It's literally it's literally just two Caterpie using string shot on a Tyranitar. Pretty much. And it and Godzilla can't cuz like uh Godzilla walks away, the the Mothra officially is passed, the 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 larva are awake and they're moving and they go, you know, the balls are going to go take on this this monster and they literally string shot him to trap him. Like they duck in between rocks so he doesn't, you know, the top breath doesn't hit. And, and that's it, unfortunately. But I didn't like it nearly as much as the... Uh, I feel like it could have been... It was way longer than it should have been. Yeah, uh, they could have cut that scene down by at least a minute. And it would have been a bit more satisfying. But the ending itself is a bit... Eh, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I would agree. It doesn't have the strongest of endings. That's what kind of, like... Um, I mean, Godzilla is still alive. I think he, what, he falls into the ocean again um, after being trapped. Like, he literally gets cocooned by by the two Mothra larvae. Kind of reminds me of that scene in uh, Xenoblade Chronicles uh, when they fight against the Arachno Queen. Oh, don't remind me, please. I hate those monsters. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, um, yeah, Godzilla, this is uh, Godzilla's canonical first defeat, I think. Uh, well, actually, I, are we going to go with... That that Kong beat him in, in in three. Uh, yes and no. I would still kind of consider that a draw, kind of. Okay. Like it's it's kind of hard in that case, but in this movie, nah, he just straight up lost, bruh. Yeah, no. Like first he gets his ass whooped by butterfly form or moth form, and then the larva punks. Him. I think that's even more hilarious that he gets punked out by the by the larva forms. I'm like, he couldn't like he tried and like he throws rocks at them every now and then and tries to atomic breath. One of them got clipped by his tail. Yeah, and it goes goes. Oh my god, I laugh every time those things fly. Um, I think it happens more so in the next movie. Um. But uh, yeah, it kind of it kind of just ends though, like it's it, it you know. But uh, I I still thought it was very, the first half was the first fight was definitely more entertaining. The second one, I feel like it it you cut that down by a couple minutes, it would have been a lot stronger, honestly. Yeah, ending aside, this is a damn good fight. Right, um, but let's talk about Godzilla first before we move on to like ratings and, and music and stuff like that. They changed. Did you? I, I, how do you feel about the the change to his face? Because I think that's the biggest change they made. Um, uh, I noticed that his eyes are a bit more uh, cartoonish in this one. To be honest, it's like they, I think they gave him like eyebrows and they're like angular, so he looks constantly... not even eyebrows. They're they're like. Uh gray crevasses on his eyes yeah he just look I, to me he looks more menacing especially there's like a shot where he like the camera strictly focuses on his face as mothers coming in he just looks pissed yeah who, who's this fucking bug yeah what do you, i'm like because so let's talk about godzilla 
Godzilla is literally drunk most of it. Like, acts like he's drunk in most of this movie. Um, and it's very fucking funny. Um, uh, th- there's a moment where, like, he he gets his tail stuck in between, like, a water tower or, like, a tower thing. And he's literally like, I need to go. Get off. Get off. And he's he literally destroys the He thing just fucking off. falls over. Yeah. Then there's a point where, like, he's on his... He's just marching through, and there's this castle, and it has a steep. And the way it's cut, I think it was supposed to be, like, a like it wasn't supposed to be in the movie, but they kept it. He literally slips on this small little um, cliffside that leads into the castle, and, he's, and he falls into the castle. Like, oh my god. <laughs> what... That counts as a pagoda destruction, right? I think I think I'm, I'm going to allow say that it is. Um, That's three for three. Three for three so far. Um, but yeah, and and then he, I think he was legit just hungry because he probably because they started to uh, like do something to the egg. I think started to heat it up so he could probably smell he it. He wanted an omelet. Yeah, he's like, I'm hungry. That fucking ape kicked my ass. I'm hungry. I need. <laughs> I need food. Um, so he, I think he was legit hungry. Like, I know maybe some people, like, have a theory, like, oh, he, he, you know, like, if I kill the Mothra egg, I don't have to deal with Mothra's annoying ass again, but I just think he was just hungry. He just saw a big-ass egg. Probably, yeah. He's still, he's still a lizard, after all. Um, but, uh, I think, and so, let's, let's go on. Anything else to say about our our G-Man here? There's one really cool shot of Godzilla in this film that I always appreciate. Uh, when the tanks and the and bombers are uh, attacking him, uh, right after Mothra kicks the bucket, uh, apparently Godzilla's head is on fire. Yeah, it looks so like, cool. His costume, his costume actually caught on fire, and for an accident, that was awesome. Right, that's one of like I I'm cl- I think the suit actor turned out to be okay, but. My, it looks so... Like, they kept it in for a reason. It looks so fucking cool. I want that framed on my wall. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of, like, you know, one of the more cooler moments in the the show era. Right next to King Kong shoving a tree in Godzilla's mouth. Yep. Um, and and let's let's, let's talk about the music real quick. Um, uh, Akira, I think this is the first time we're, like, hearing the more, like, we got, you know, bits and pieces of the Godzilla themes in the first three movies, but I think this is the first time we're like hearing the theme we the themes we recognize more. Oh yeah, I definitely immediately as the title dropped uh, when you hear the right. So I think that, is it because I wasn't in the previous movies, right? Like no, I wasn't. Uh, yeah, like the rest of it was, but not this part. Right. So this is like the start of it. Like this is now we're getting into familiar Godzilla iconography with the music. Heck yeah, we are. Um, but like I said, like I was mentioning earlier, because you're going back to the music, I thought I loved how, at, like, the, again, the, the Godzilla and Mothra are yin and yang. Um, that her music is, you know, is very soft, very calming, very relaxing. I love, I, I love the fact that they, that Shobijin sing to sing to Mothra to communicate with her. Even though that's the only time that they don't speak in unison, right? Yeah, it's it's a it's a little weird, but um, yeah, I thought I thought okay, I think this is Akira Fukube's best work to date, um, just because it, it feels a little bit more grander, a little bit more spectacular, 
um, than say the somberness that was uh, Gojira Fifty Four or the bombasticness that I mean, God's King Kong vs Godzilla had had that a little bit, but like I think now he it's starting to feel like that full on circus in my opinion. Yeah, I can agree with that. All right, so we've talked. We've kind of break, broke down the film. Um, I think this is my favorite one so far, besides Gojira. Yeah. Um, even though King uh, Kong. Yeah, in in terms of rating, um, I probably give it around a four. You give it a four. Yeah, I. Yeah, I it's a it's a really well made film. Uh, Though it's not as serious or as depressing as the original Gojira, it definitely has uh, similar themes going on. And uh, the dynamic between Godzilla and Mothra was pretty interesting, I think. Did you have any other extra notes that you wanted to go over? Uh, Nope. I believe I talked about everything aside from the turtle skeleton moving and uh, when they get to Infant Island. Yeah, that was a little weird. (laughs) That was a little weird. Um, I'm going to agree with you, Tyler. Uh, definitely a four-star movie. And surprisingly, even though it's only an hour and a half, it didn't feel too short. Like, it, it, to me, I felt like the runtime was, was perfect. Like, it, 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 it was as long as it needed to be. And obviously, we can see if it was longer, that that uh, that uh, string, uh, string shot sequence might have been a lot longer than, we, than what we wanted. Or the fairy singing to the egg for three hours. Right, yeah. Um, again, this is not the last time we'll have a. This is not the last time we'll have a, a female singing to a monster to summon it to fight Godzilla. Uh, it's not. Trust me, it won't be for a while, but it's going to happen again. Uh, but yeah, I get a four star uh, a rating. Definitely one of the best. If you haven't seen it, uh, this version is on HBO Max. Uh, forever how long I don't know but it's also available a part of the Criterion collection fortunately there's no way to watch the American version but there's not much difference that's why we didn't really talk about it this time uh, there's maybe some like minor couple scenes added but this is the version you need to watch because um, I think they actually cut scenes of the evil businessman and that's how you know it's not a good version oh really that's lame yeah um, for some reason uh, but next week it's it's I like to, I've been wanting to say this for a while. It's the Avengers point for the Godzilla universe. Hell yeah! So just to give a tease for next week, next week we're getting our first official, actual evil monster. Next week with uh, uh, Ghidorah, the three-headed monster, uh, makes his debut from outer space. Spoilers, sorry. Um, in space. Yeah, and and I say the reason why I say it's the Avengers moment uh, for the uh, Godzilla universe is because obviously we just saw Godzilla and Mothra fight against each other, but the next movie, you know, big gigantic space monster comes down. Who are you gonna stop? Who's gonna stop him? Godzilla, Mothra, and coming from his own movie, Rodan, the giant prehistoric yeah. bird. So we got a. It's a four. It's a four. Ki- We're gonna get four monsters. In the next movie, and this next one is highly rated, so I'm looking forward to talking about it. I'm looking for I'm looking forward to watching it. I've been looking forward to this one for a while. Right, it takes a while, but like, uh, it, well, it doesn't take that while. It's only four movies, but uh, it definitely feels like like cool to finally get to this to this moment because it's that it's it's and we'll go more into it next week. But Godzilla Ghidorah, three headed monster, is literally the turning point from 
evil antagonist to superhero. This is where you'll start seeing the turn, as I call it. Uh, but the heel turn, the well, the face turn rather, because he's he's still a bad guy technically until the end of the movie. Uh, but we'll cover more uh, of that next week. Uh, Tyler, let's get out of here. Uh, plug what you need to plug. You can follow me on Twitter at Hey It's That tie. I also stream games on at Twitch Twitch TV backslash Tie Your Shoes One. And uh, in the beginning of August, August first. I will be taking my two-week vacation, and during that time, I will be streaming a whole bunch of Sonic the Hedgehog games, so look forward to that. Nice. Uh, and then um, you can follow me at twitter.com slash marvelousiggy. Uh, please follow, uh, go to chartshot.com for all Chartshot content, including this. Rate us on iTunes uh, if you if you like this Godzilla Mothra talk, or if you want to hear, can't wait for more. Um, are we halfway? No, we're not halfway. When we get to movie seven, we'll be at, at the halfway point of the Showa era. Um, but we're getting there. We're slowly getting there. Uh, but yeah, Twitter.com is Marvel Ziggy for all things related to Marvel's one, and again, charge the uh, for all the content. Be sure to uh, you know leave a comment. Let us know how we're doing. I appreciate anybody who's checking out this podcast. is a, is a labor of love between the both of us. Um, but until next week, dudes, go, go, Godzilla. I need to get some bug spray. <laughs> nice.